You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. I am the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. Today's pop podcast is brought to you by rock auto amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on boston college sent you on today's show we are going to continue to dive into boston college men's basketball coaching search now we've talked about the ins and outs of the firing we've talked about what it looked like with Eric Hofstis on yesterday's show. So right now, if you have not listened to those two episodes, I invite you to pause, go back and listen to Tuesday's and Wednesday's show. Get a feel for what we talked about, because today what we're going to do is we're going to go over the news first. There's a lot of things that happen that I want to kind of talk about. We're going to talk about two candidates later today that have been linked to the Boston College job. Now, as I said before, these are names that have just kind of been part of the blogosphere. They've been named by people, you know, with blue check marks on Twitter. I'm going to talk about them and I'm going to talk about how they fit with the Eagles. I'm not sure if BC's honestly interested in them or if they're interested in BC, but it's worth talking and kind of diving in. These names for today's show is going to be Ed Cooley of, Fair, uh, of Providence and John Beeline, former head coach at uh, Michigan and with the Cleveland Cavaliers. It was a busy day for sports news, so let's jot dive in there first. First of all, I have a few. I listened to yesterday's uh, podcast. I want to issue a few mistakes I made. I noticed I called Brad Stevens Brad Bates when I was talking about um, one of the candidates, so I wanted to double check. And I also said I believe I said that the the women's basketball team lost something something to thirty, and it, it was eighty three to eighty. Uh, so I, I had been thinking about a whole bunch of other things when I had recorded that. Totally missed it when I listened back. Um, but I wanted to make sure you got those retractions. Now, news-wise, basketball is on pause, as we know. They missed today's game against Georgia Tech. Excuse me, Wednesday's game against Georgia Tech. They're going to continue that pause on Tuesday when they were scheduled to play UNC. That game was officially postponed. Now, Boston College, that'll be their sixth game that they've had to postpone uh, that because of COVID cases on their team, seven overall. Now, that isn't unexpected. We knew that with Boston College having a positive case in their program, it was probably going to be a while before they play again. Now, they have one more game next week. I think it's Saturday against Notre Dame. That could happen. We're not sure. I'm not sure how the num- you know the testing policy works, but we'll have to see if that happens. But Boston College only has three more games left before the ACC tournament. And honestly, the way that the tournament is uh, scheduled, we're not even going to sure that's going to happen because I think Louisville is also on a pause. I don't know how they're going to have this uh, tournament work. Now, I saw on Twitter today, and Lauren Brownlow of WRAL The Fan down in Raleigh, North Carolina, she was talking to somebody who brought up a point of what the ACC should do. That was a great idea. Now, with all this COVID issues for many different teams, just not Boston College, his idea was for, just postpone for all schools the next two weeks and get everyone ready for the ACC tournament. And what you, I think he basically said, 
you know, to make the numbers even, just keep Boston College out of it. But whatever. But I think that's a great idea. If you re- if if getting the ACC tournament off is uh, the goal of this conference, they should really postpone these games and just pause it and just go into the tournament and get ready from there. You know, this season's uh, it's it's been a rough year in terms of COVID um, testing and and positive cases as. You know, it seems like every program has been hit at different points. Now, Boston College has been hit twice. Um, but, you know, I think it's it's almost like they're limping into the end of this year. And if they really want this tournament to happen, you know, quarantine them for two weeks. Send them all down to, you know, um, Greensboro and get them ready. And just have them, you know, quarantine for two weeks. Have them take their classes, you know, elect- electronically and get ready. I think that's not a bad idea. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know, I'm not even sure what's going to happen for BC, how many more games they're going to have, if they're going to be in the ACC tournament. I've heard, you know, some people within the program are saying they're definitely going to be playing again, but we'll have to see. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what Scott Spinelli will do as a head coach just for a couple games, so at least it'll make me interested in them again. Quick softball update. Uh, BC split their ACC opener this week, uh, today, against NC State. They won their first game one nothing on a um, homer by Gianna Bocagno and a complete game shutout by Susanna Anderson. I believe that's her second one uh, this year. She is 2-2, and and she moves into a tie for third place in BC history with her ninth career shutout. So she's having a good year. And then they uh, they lost the second game as NC State came from behind to win uh, with two key home runs for a 6-3 win. Um, and so BC drops to two and four in the season in softball. So I, you know, they're not a revenue sport, but I love to bring up other teams that are playing. You know, they they deserve some credit too. So they're gonna play against UNC and Chapel Hill uh, t- tomorrow. Uh, so we'll we'll give you an update on how they do in that game. It's a four p.m. start. If you're interested in watching, it'll be on ACC Network Extra. Now, the final piece of news today has to do with the recruiting dead period. And this is going to be kind of the jumping off point where we're going to talk a little bit about. Um, now, if you know, if you've been following recruiting, since COVID-19 has hit, c- recruits have been banned from having official visits and face-to-face time with any coaching staff. And this has gone from last March till now. Now, if you've listened to my podcast, I've talked pretty extensively about how that's put teams like Boston College at a really big disadvantage, especially with a new coach, because Jeff Halfley is a coach that I think is engaging and he needs that face-to-face time to really, you know, connect with these kids. And he hasn't been able to get that. Now, I had thought, given where the country is and what we know with COVID-19, there would be a way to do this safely, to get these kids on campus to visit and do it in a safe manner, whether it's through social distancing, through testing, um, vaccination. I don't know what they need to do. and Probably not vaccinations, but testing. You can do this. If you can play the games, there's a way that they can do this and make it work. But according to the NCAA, they can't. As the dead period is now all the way to March, uh, May 31st. It was at April 15th, I believe. Now it's all the way to the end of May. So that means teams cannot have recruits on until the end of May, and they're going to reassess then. And who knows where this, where the, the NCAA is at this point? Because they could easily just say, we're going to continue until the end of July and just keep this going forever. 
I'm not a big fan of this. As I just said, I think the NCAA can figure out a way to do this safely, to make this safe for everyone to do. You test them, you do what you got to do to get them on campus. Uh, because these kids are making decisions now where they're not allowed to even visit this. I mean, they can visit the school, but it's on their own dime. You know, some of these families don't have the financial support to do that. That's not fair. It's making these kids make choices that are very uneducated and uninformed because they don't they don't get the chance to experience what they should be, which is if you're going to go spend the next four years at a school, you want to know what the staff is going to be like if you connect with them, if they have the facilities that you want, um, if, if it looks like the kind of school you want to do, go to. I, I feel like this is just really unfair to these kids. And I'd love to be able to say like that this is going to end soon, but we don't know that. And, you know, from a BC perspective, this hurts as well because I, I've taught, if you checked out BC Bulletin recently, I've talked to a lot of recruits and many of them say, you know, I'm interested in Boston College. I don't know much about it. I want to visit. I mean, and they say it over and over again. So every kid I talk to, they many of them don't know about the school, but Halfley does such a great job that he wants them to come in and see the school, but they can't do that. And that puts BC at a big disadvantage in the recruiting trail. So hopefully by that point, you know, vaccinations will, will be more widespread. I've heard um, reports that... By April, uh, Dr. Fauci had said that they'll, they'll get more into the, the general public. Maybe they'll get that there. The rates will lower and p- kids can go on campus and visit. Because, you know, end of April, end of May, it's a little bit later, but it's still manageable. You can still get them in there for camps. You can get them in there uh, to, to visit. So hopefully Boston College will do that. Now, in a moment, I'm going to talk to you about Ed Cooley. And I want to talk about why he is a good fit for Boston College and why it may not happen. But before we do, I want to talk to you about the good folks over at rockauto.com. Now, if you're in the process of getting your car fixed, you know that if you go to a dealership or one of those stores, you could be taken to the bank and have to spend more than you want to. Let me tell you about rockauto.com. They're a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You just head over to rockauto.com and they'll sh- you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, you get everything you need. And the best part, it's reliably low in price and it's the same for your, for you and for professionals. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? doesn't make any sense. Just head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And write Locked On in in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Now, we at the Locked On Network, we have some great programs. If you've checked out Locked On Celtics, Locked On Red Sox, there's some great Boston ones I'm really into. I also want to tell you about Locked On Today. We're covering everything you need to know about the the Boston College Eagles. But what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has got you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 
This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. If this is your first time checking out a Locked On Boston College podcast, I hope you enjoy it. Now, let's get into some of the candidates. Now, I've given you over the last couple of days, like, really quick overviews of some of that of the lists. You know, I'll give you like a couple sentences and really go through the list. And now I had been thinking, you know, with BC looking at names and and what you see on the internet, there's been like 24 different coaches that have been listed. And it's hard to kind of parse out, okay, do they fit with BC? Are they the, the right coach? And would they be interested in Boston College? So over the next couple of weeks, depending on how quickly Boston College finds their coach, I'm going to go over some of these names. I'm going to start with some of the bigger names, and we'll go down the list and see where it lands. My hope is that while listening to this, you get a better feel of these coaches and, and feel a little bit more informed when you see like a list of 12 different coaches. So the first name we're going to start with is Ed Cooley. Now, if you remember, Ed Cooley was one of Al Skinner's assistants who left Boston College to go to Fairfield after Al Skinner was fired. He ended up at Fairfield, was successful, went on to Providence where he's had a couple different runs where they made it to the NCAA tournament. He is an excellent recruiter. You know, he brought in Chris Dunn, who say what you will about what he did in the NBA, has be he was a dynamic recruit and he you know, brought Providence to uh, some some big wins. And he also brought in guys like David Duke right now, and there's a few other names of, you know, big-time recruits. Ed Cooley can recruit, and he was one of Al Skinner's, you know, top lieutenants in terms of recruiting. When you're talking coaches, Cooley has to be one of the most polarizing in terms of these different names that you see for Boston College. Now, Cooley obviously has had some success. He's cooled off quite a bit in the last couple of years at Providence, um, but he hasn't reached the point where he's ever on the hot seat. It's just that he maybe he has lost a little bit of the, the gloss that he had with the Friars. The big question, though, with Cooley remains, and I talked about it with Eric Hofsis yesterday, would he be able to move, A, past leaving Providence? He's a Providence guy. He, he was born there. That's where he went. You know, and he didn't go to school there. He went to Sto- I think he went to Stonehill, um, but that's where he's from, and he's built the program. Like he's, this is his baby. You know what I mean? And he's gotten uh, good resources from Providence. You know, he pay- he's paid well. The big question with him remains: Why would he ever leave Providence? Why would he ever pick up his bags and go someplace else? And especially, why would he go to a school? that treated his mentor, Al Skinner, so poorly. You know, remember, the the assistants that were with Skinner, were many of them were very loyal to him, rightfully so. And I don't, I think of all of them, Cooley would be one of the biggest ones that would probably have resentment towards Boston College. And I've heard, you know, for years that he didn't, he, you know, when Jim Christian was hired, BC went after Cooley, and he had no interest. Now, remember, Gene DiFilippo's gone. Brad Bates is gone. Even Martin Jarman's gone. We're now four 80s removed from when Al Skinner left. At this point, I I have to feel like that piece is a little overrated. The piece about Ed Cooley leaving Providence, I think, is not. 
Because, again, you look at the profile of their school and the recent success that Providence has and compare it to what Boston College has. Yes, Boston College is a Power 5 school. But remember, basketball is seen differently than football. This isn't like, you know, in football where you have a Mac level coach or a Sunbelt coach. They're going to immediately jump at the chance of coaching at Power 5 schools. In college basketball, you have mostly many coaches at that middle level that may be happy there. They may not want to leave unless a top-tier, like, elite blue blood program reaches out to grab them. Like, you had, like, you know, Dan Hurley, who was at URI for a while. I can imagine that if, at that point, if BC ever reached out, he would never go there. But you have UConn, who is, I mean, I hate saying it, but they're, you know, an elite team. And that's where they're at. So Providence at this point is at a higher level than Boston College. So the piece with Cooley that I feel like I can't get past is that I don't see him leaving Providence for a school that would be a step down at this point. Now, I hate arguing with money at this point because I do think, and my sources have told me, Boston College is going to spend more money and they're going to do what they did with the Halfley hire, which is you know, be able to spend and be competitive. They're not going to blow candidates out of the water, though. So will he leave Providence for money? I don't think so. I think you have to realize some people think that everything is about money. For some people, they they balance it, right? You're making millions of dollars. If you're going to get a $500,000 raise to go from Providence to BC, do you do that with the, with the knowledge that you're going to take a step back? I don't think so. Also, I have to imagine that there's probably some parents out there at BC that are not happy with uh, Ed Cooley. Uh, you can probably figure out who I mean uh, just by you know doing a little research. But you know that might be a factor too. I doubt that, but I imagine that there might be a few fans, um, parents out there, excuse me, that are not big fans of him. So if I was to rate the possibilities, and that's what I'm going to do from now on out. On my site, I gave them high, medium, low. I'm going to rate them from 1 to 10, with 1 being the least possible coach that's never going to happen, to 10 being, yes, this is probably going to be a coach at Boston College in the near future. For Ed Cooley, I'm going to give him a 3. I just don't see... He's very low. It could happen, but I just I don't see it. So Ed Cooley is a 3 in my books. Um, maybe something happens, but I doubt it will. Now in a moment, I'm going to talk about John Beeline. And he's the coach, one of the big coaches that many people think would be one who could turn around Boston College. But before we do, I want to talk to you today about betonline.ag. Now, football season is over, but there is so much action going on with the NBA, college basketball, NHL in full swing, and Major League Baseball is right around the corner. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Heck, Last month, you could have bet on wrestling. They had the uh, Royal Rumble as a possibility. There's real-time updated odds and props on anything you can imagine. BetOnline has got you covered for all the scores, news, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. All you need to do is head on over to BetOnline.ag or use their mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus when you use promo code LOCKEDON. Again, just head on over. You put, you put in $100, they're going to give you $50 on top of that. That's a free win right there. All you have to do is make your first deposit and use that promo code LOCKEDON. Head on over to BetOnline.ag. 
your online sportsbook experts. Now, if you're going to bet on betonline.ag, let me recommend Locked On Bets. Betting on the college basketball season doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. I'm the editor and publisher of BC Bolton. Thank you all for listening. If you haven't followed us already, you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnBC. I'm also on Facebook at Boston College SI. I'm also on Instagram. You can check all that out. Uh, definitely give us a follow. We have some good content there as well. Make sure you follow our Facebook page because tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, I am going to do a live uh, video cast or audio cast usually for what I do. Uh, we're going to talk about everything about this coaching search and answer questions and just chat with you folks. We've done it many times during the beginning of basketball season. It kind of died out as everyone kind of lost interest in basketball. But with so many questions and so many thoughts and um, different analysis that you guys have, I want to open this up. So make sure you go to facebook.com backslash Boston College SI. Follow us there and at 8 p.m., I'm going to go live. I hope to see you all there. Um, and we'll talk everything BC coachings. Now, for our final segment, let's talk about one other candidate that's popped up quite a bit. John Beeline. Now, John Beeline is an interesting option for Boston College as he doesn't fit the role that many of the other um, candidates have. He's much older than many other coaches. He's 68. You know, he went to a Jesuit college, so he has a Catholic school background. Uh, but he spent, you know, his time at Kinesis, Richmond, West Virginia, and most famously at Michigan. And then last year, he played, he coached for about three quarters of the year for the Cleveland Cavaliers before he was fired. Now, Boston College really wants to make a splash. I can't think of a name that would be bigger than John Beeline. You know, he has 754 career wins. He's made it to the championship game twice, and he's just a winner. You know, you want to get a guy that can come in and really change the outlook of this school to get them, you know, on other people's radar because BC is definitely not right now. You get John Beeline here. You get him here for three or four years and immediately Boston College becomes the talk. They're going to, you know, he's a legendary coach. You want to see how he does against Jim Beheim, against Roy Williams, against Coach K. It would be quite the addition for the conference to have him with BC. Now, that's great as a BC fan and as someone who covers, I would love that. Um, however, you have to think from where he is at. The, the, the part that I get stuck on with John Beeline is I don't see why he would want to come to Boston College. I guess he could. you could say to him that you're going to have these legendary matches against other big coaches. But you're coming to a program that is kind of bottomed out. He's he would be coming to a program that hasn't been competitive. You know, he's 68 years old. You know, would he want to go to a school that, you know, maybe a coach has retired or moved on that he can jump in and be immediately successful? That might make more sense for him. But, you know, and people yell at me that it's money. That's usually what I get for any coach. I'll just pay him more. You have to understand that's a very simplistic way of looking at coaching searches, that there's much more in a coaching search than just money. Now, BC hopefully will address some of those issues. 
They will address the facilities problem that will make recruiting easier if a coach like Beeline came in. Um, if they have that practice facility that's you know brand new spanking f- practice facility, just like what Jeff Halfley will have for football, that's attractive to coaches. Okay. Now, will they have the financial support? It sounds like that's going to be a thing too. So BC will address those pieces. It's just can you sell John Beeline on the prospect of having a team that's not there yet that he could kind of mold. He does. He's a coach that's not going to want to jump into a school that's going to take time. And I think, I think if you look at Boston College, right, as bad as they've played, they're three and thirteen this year. They were thirteen and nineteen last year. I see that they have pieces though, and I've talked about this all year. They just haven't been consistent enough. You have C.J. Felder, you have Jay Heath, Winston Tabs, and Demar Langford are four core players that I feel like you can build a good program around. Now, where Jim Christian has failed is building that depth underneath them so that they have the role players and those situational players to do what they needed to. Now, you look at what Al Skinner did here. You had those role players. You had, you know, Sean Williams coming off the bench. You had Sean Marshall doing things all the time. BC needs those types of players now. You know, I think Jim Christian kind of you know hung his hat on possibly Rich Kelly being that. He just wasn't it. Um, and I think he's a fine player. He just ended up asking to him to do more than he needed to. So you have that core. You bring, you bring What you sell Beeline on is you say to him, you bring in recruits, you bring in transfers at your level, and you will be successful. Because I think... If he adds in, you know, Beeline's a, a top-level guy and a guy that kids are going to want to play for. They know, you know, he can sell that. I've won 700-plus games. I am a successful coach. I can bring you to the top of the ACC at a school like Boston College. So Beeline, immediately, if he gets those transfers in, you get top-level transfers. You don't get the MAAC. You don't get Sunbelt level. You get, you know, other other ACC transfers. You get those big names to come to BC you get like two or three of those guys, BC immediately will be a 16 or 17 or 18 win team. I can tell you right now, this team is, just needs a tweak. You get a good coach in that can fix some of the technical issues with the with defense and some of these other things. You bring in a big, you bring in some depth, you got it. And I think Beeline can do that quickly. So that's how you would sell it. You don't sell it on money. You sell it on, you have the facilities, you have the money to do this. This is what you're going to do. So Beeline, I don't think, is as far off as many people think. Um, will Boston College be able to close this deal? I think is a bigger question, and I'm not sure. You know, all these other coaches have question marks next to him. Beeline, I do not think, has one. Because what you do is you get him for four or five years, you bring the program profile up, you bring in a younger coach, and now you have continuity with this program, you have success, you can build off of that. So he, to me, seems like the slam dunk. And when it comes to ranking, rating, what his possibility, you know, what what's the rank, the possibility of him coming here? I have to put him pretty high. As I've said over and over again, Pat Kraft wants to win. And if he wants to win, you bring in a guy that's won like John Beeline has. And you do what you do to get him here. So I'm going to put the possibility of John Beeline coming to Boston College as a seven. I feel pretty confident that this is going to be someone they're going to you know, go after whether they get him. I'm not sure, but I think the odds are better than people think. And so he is my choice right now.
on tomorrow's show, we'll talk even more. I'll get into some more profiles of other coaches that could come to Boston College. I'm also going to have on Dan Rubin, who's going to talk to us about BC Baseball, who, who opens up their season on Friday afternoon uh, against Charleston Southern. He's going to give us a detailed profile of Boston College and where they're at. And, you know, Dan and I, we've talked, we talk quite a bit, so you're going to want to hear that. It's going to get you a good understanding of a team that should be really exciting, get you really energized about another program on campus that's really on the rise. So check that out. Now you can follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. Again, my site is bcbulletin.com. Definitely check it out. And if you want to become a commenter, I love talking to different readers about what their thoughts are on, you know, different coaches and anything BC related. It's super simple. You know, they changed our system on my site and that was not my call. I wish they didn't do it, but we're going to have something really cool coming up soon. But for now, if you go on any article and you scroll down past those obnoxious ads that say around the web, those you see them on every site. There is a uh, new comment section so that I'm one of the only sites that gets it where you can sign up. You can do it with Twitter. You can do it with email. You can do whatever you want. It's called Discuss. And just jump in and and leave your your comments. Tell me what you think about a certain uh, candidate or what you think about the, um, you know, the recruiting dead period. I love to hear it. Jump on bcbulletin.com. Interact with me. I promise you, I try my best to respond to every comment there um, and, and really try to make this a community. So I'd love to see you there. If you're listening to this, you're invited. Please come over and join our community. This is AJ Black. I'll be in again tomorrow to talk some more BC sports. Take care, everyone. Have a great one. And for all you people down the South, especially Texas, I'm thinking of you. I hope everyone's safe and uh, take care. Hopefully this cold weather will end soon down there. I know it's tough. Take care, everyone.